grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Wow, that was early. I appreciate the fact that you were trying to guess and time it right, by the way. Like, I really do. It's sort of like trying to guess the snap count sometimes, right? Like, well, it's, it's, it's like when you listen to uh, the song Don't by Bryson Tiller and you try to guess Don't. Ah, right that's not bad. Word. That's not bad. All right. Uh, welcome into episode number, I don't know, I didn't prepare it, of jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and of course... The main event. Vent. 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 Vent, vent, vent. AJ Francis, aka Frank. Um, uh, AJ, so you're gonna have to depart us after one segment. I think we're actually gonna have uh, Aaron for two for a change, but you're gonna have to Amazing. depart us after one segment. So tell us, remind everybody about the uh, the canned food drive this weekend. Get your plugs in before you go on double secret assignments. Double secret assignment, secret agent duty reporting. Tomorrow, or technically uh, in the show, are we keeping the gimmick alive that this is one day or two days? Yeah, we try to do that sometimes, but uh, who cares? Uh, all right, so yeah. So Come on, keep it kayfabe. Yeah, right. Super secret assignment, but uh, yeah, so uh, Friday, if you are in the Maryland area, I am joining forces with Sean Merriman. Uh, he is doing his annual coat drive this weekend, and I am doing my annual food drive all at the University of Maryland. If you come to the George Mason basketball game on Friday, please bring canned goods and coats for the needy. If you bring, if you come uh, to the football game versus Nebraska on Saturday at 3.30 or the volleyball game that night at Xfinity Center, uh, or as the kids call it, the X. I didn't even know the kids uh, you, called it that. How did I did miss they call that? it that? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. the Xbox, but yeah. the X. The X. And uh, if you come to any of those, bring some canned goods, bring some coats. Bring It's all for, uh, I don't remember what charity that uh, Sean's goes to, but the canned goods will be going to Sarah's house, which is a homeless shelter, which has 75% uh, child occupancy. Uh, it's right off Fort Bead Army Base in Maryland, in Anne Arundel County, um, right by down the street from where I grew up. Uh, so make sure you come there. And the women's basketball game on Sunday. Bring coats, bring canned goods, uh, non-perishables, anything you think will stick in a cupboard for a little while. Make sure that you bring that because we're trying to help out the kids and all the people at Sarah's house because this house is usually, Sarah's house is usually reserved for people who's like their house burned down in the fire or the kids got removed from a bad situation by CPS 
Um, so, you know, they need a lot of holiday cheer, and we try to do that for them every Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's awesome. So please bring canned goods and coats and whatever you can um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Glenn, being the only person in this uh, show other than myself who has a soul, is agreeing to um, volunteer on Friday. I'll be there. I'll be at all the events. But Aaron and Brandon have been uh, reluctant in their agreeance to. Uh, I, 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 I have a I have a lot of things that does not allow me. Oh, uh-huh. so, yeah, a lot. Of, I hear a lot it, of. I excuses have a soul, but I have a there. job. Aaron, I hear a lot of excuses. Yeah, listen, listen, guy. I'll be sure to cancer things. I'll be sure to tell the homeless, hungry children that uh, you guys have jobs. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll be there, and so I'll be making my annual trip to uh, Shoppers on Friday afternoon to buy up like a hundred dollars worth of ramen noodles as well. Uh, which has become tradition for me as part of the uh, the canned good drive. So, uh, looking forward. You to do that. that every week anyway, though. That's true too. I just really like ramen noodles. That's a good point. <laughs> but dude, a hundred dollars in ramen noodles is like eight. It's so much. That's why I love doing it. That's why it's my favorite thing to do is to just go buy a boatload of ramen noodles. It doesn't cost you all that much, and it like you have no idea how much it helps. It's the simplest thing you can do. I will literally go to Shoppers or whatever it is right there on Route One on Friday, and I will pick up as many bricks of ramen noodles as they have available for me to get, and it'll cost me between sixty and a hundred bucks, and it'll be a, a car's worth of uh, non-perishable food that can help out at Sarah's house. So it's like a year's supply. It's incredible. It's incredible, and it does not cost you all that much money. It's a simple thing you can do. I encourage you guys to go to your neighborhood grocery store, do it this week, and then get down to see us uh, any or see AJ at any point during the weekend. Uh, but yeah, I'll be there on Friday. Feel f- uh, Aaron and Brandon, feel free to continue to make your excuses. All right, now on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to do picks this segment because it's the only segment we're all going to be together. Obviously, Survivor Series coming up on Sunday. Aaron, are you going to be able to run this segment or do you need me to do it? Yeah, I can run it. Just uh, if you could jot down the notes as far as oh, who's picking it, but I can run the segment. All right, do you have uh, both, yeah, both nights? Yes, I do. All right, Let's start with the uh, War Games on Saturday night. Now, this is awkward because we're taping this before NXT. Yes. So there's a lot that we're going to pick here that we don't really know fully. I kind of love that, though. It's like betting on a game early in the week, right? I say that exactly. we – My opinion is we're not allowed to change our picks. That's my opinion. No. Well, unless a match like – if it considerably changes, not like, so there, there are a couple matches where we don't know the people. We can't change it because of that. But if they pull somebody from one match and pull, you know, things get really messed up. I I would say yes, but overall you're right. Yes. All right. All right. Very good. Here we go. All right. So let's start with war games. The first match is the women's war game match where you have the, uh, the heels of Shayna Baszler, Kaylee Ray, uh, you have Bianca Belair and Io Shirai taking on the faces of uh, Candice LeRae. Uh, hold on, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, AJ. Okay, can I can I can I say something real quick? It has never been more obvious that the other two members of the Four Horsewomen can't work than the fact that yeah, we've been talking the one about time, that. Yeah. the one time they had a tag team match, it literally lasted four minutes. And then uh, their faction leader is literally <laughs> the captain of the, their women's war game team, and neither one of them were ever considered an option. AJ uh, stole my bit, yeah, God damn it. He did. it yeah, Brandon absolutely has been talking about that. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I am going with uh, Team Rhea Ripley because they invaded SmackDown. All right. I am going with Team Shayna because I believe Dakota Kai will end up being a factor in this. I'm going with Team Shayna mainly because I, it was, I agree. It with was the, Aaron's pick, the, but that's okay. Oh, is it Aaron's pick? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. yeah it was my pick. It's all right. But, it's know, all right. That's fuck fine. your pick. Okay. <laughs> Con- continue. You, he I doesn't care about homeless children. Why do you think he care about your pick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking Team Shayna because uh, I think that this is going to be the year of Shayna. I think she's going to get a big, huge... Uh, big huge push to a potential Wrestlemania match or something like that so I think they're going to go Team Shayna and I also agree with the Dakota Kai thing that that's going to be involved somehow yeah that, that's the interesting thing Dakota Kai is very clearly involved with this match but she has reason to be kind of annoyed at both teams right now like neither team picked her so she's going to have an impact I just don't know what the impact is is she going to bring like a team of people to beat the shit out of everybody I mean, that would actually be amazing. I mean, amazing. what, what like her, could she Her, bring? Chelsea Green, Deanna Peruzzo, Aaliyah. Like, there's still plenty Hi, of... Nara. Yeah, right? There's the, still plenty the of The whole horse women are mad that they're not in the match, so they turn on Shayna. I'm, I actually... I, Dakota Kai leads a new fort horse women. I'm, are you opposed to it? Like, no. Nope. I'm not. Make I'm all pick. in on that. Make your pick. I, I, I kind of... Um, I am going... Oh, boy. I think I... Just because... Yeah, I'm going with the pace. Let's all go with the heels here. Give me Team Shayna. All right. Very you good. guys are dumb. The champ always loses when the belt's not online. Uh, that also is true. All right. Very good. Next. <laughs> Next, we have the uh, the men's war game match as the Undisputed Era takes on Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and a mystery partner. Um, I, mean, I guess it would be Glenn. You. It's my it's my pick. Yes, I guess yeah, the first the shitty one to go first. It really is the worst one to go first on. Like because wait, who's the wait? Who's the mystery partner replacing? It well, because they replacing moved replacing Matt Riddle, right. who is now facing Finn Balor because right. Johnny Gargano oh, cannot face Finn Balor. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do we do we want to add a bonus point for picking it or no? We got enough things to pick this weekend. Okay, fair enough. Um. I kind of want to add a bonus point, but whatever. Dude, we got so much to do, and we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta fly. Uh, yeah. God damn it! I'm gonna like this is where I'm, I'm sort of pinned down because I picked the faces. So I feel like, like if you pick the faces in one, don't you have to pick the heels in the other? Or sorry, I pick the heels in one, don't you pick the faces? But fuck yeah. it, I'm just gonna pick the undisputed era because they're the undisputed era, and that's the correct answer. So undisputed era is the pick. Is it me or is it's it you? Uh, it's you. Brand. It goes, it's one of right. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, Exactly what you said. I picked the heels in the last one. I'm picking the faces here. I would say if we were doing the bonus pick, I'd pick the Velveteen Dream, assuming he's not legitimately Man, injured. That's really a I'd hard, pick him yeah. as the replacement here. So, uh, but yes, I am going with the faces here. Brandon. Brandon. Boom. Undisputed era. All right. If we were picking in the bonus pick, my pick was going to be Cameron Grimes. But, um, <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, I think because they are such an integral part of Survivor Series the next night, you can't have them lose uh, in the war games and then come out and also lose at Survivor Series because I'm assuming most of them are going to lose their match. I don't think Roger Strong, the only person in the industry there, I, I think probably has a chance to win their match is Adam Coso. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era for the Wargames match. Here's the problem with that one. Isn't, like, Pride the Faces are going to basically be Team NXT, so you can say that about both sides. What do you mean? That, that ultimately, the team, the, the Survivor Series match, the NXT team is likely to be the same four guys that are in this match. So, or very similar. Right. No, it can't be. Because under... Oh, you're talking about the, the other team, not Undisputed Era. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm talking about the team, like the 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 classic Survivor Series match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably it's going to be them, and but I, I don't expect NXT to win that match. Right. Right. So that's the same argument that he's making: is that like everybody's going to lose on Sunday, except Adam Cole, baby. All right, all right, all right very good. I think I, you know now. Now I'm now I'm mad because I feel like they might actually put Shayna over in that match, and now that means that she's going to lose. The the takeover match. God damn it! Well, you you <laughs> fucked up. Next, you fucked up. Yeah, uh, next, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. I'm going first. It's Finn Balor. Go ahead. Uh yeah. I mean that Brandon. Brandon. Finn Balor for sure. Yeah. I, I mean I'll make it a clean clean sweep. That's fine. Okay. So let's go. Those are the three matches we know right now for takeover. So let's go over to Survivor Series, and let's start with. The tag match between the Viking Raiders, the New Day, and uh, Undisputed Era. Brandon. Uh, that is Brandon first, yes. Um, the New Day. Oh, jobbing <laughs> Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world-famous seven-time champs and feel... The power! Okay. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Here's the issue that I have, right? And it's the issue that I'm going to have throughout Survivor Series, is that, like, the logical answer, of course, is the new day. But again, none of this matters! Yep. <laughs> I honestly, like, I think that... Matches like that, you can't really pick. Um, I pick the new day because it just, for me, it's WWE booking and situations like this a lot of times is... Sir, like solidify the guys we already know are stars, <laughs> i.e. Randy Randy Orton winning every WrestleMania kind of thing. Um, so that's why I picked the New Day. But I honestly think the smartest booking would be to have the Viking Raiders beat the Undisputed Era. But I think there's an argument for the Undisputed Era here there. too. Like, there's arguments for everybody, and all, there there's a couple people you can rule out of some of these matches. But overall, we're just kind of throwing darts at it. We're just trying yeah, to balance you know it out. And fuck it, I'm yeah. gonna throw that dart. I'm gonna go undisputed era again because I don't think they're gonna go two for two and it gar- or they're gonna go zero for two and it guarantees I get one of my picks right. So I'm going undisputed era. Yeah, for me, I, I'm just kind of I, I was kind of mapping it out in my head where. Now, this hasn't happened in the past, but ideally you want it fairly balanced out. You want NXT to get something here. So I'm thinking like maybe two Raw, two SmackDown, and an NXT. So I'm trying to figure out where NXT can get that win. And this, to me, is the most logical place to get that win. So I'm going Undisputed Era here. All right. Very good. Next. Let's go with uh, the King of Strong Style versus Strong versus Styles. I love that. It's so wonderful. Uh, AJ. Yes. Uh, first of all, Aaron, bravo. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Shinsuke wins it because I think that Shinsuke Braun is the feud that we're going to get going forward, and Braun's finally going to be able to win a title, which 
Intercontinental title for Braun Strowman would be a good look for him. Um, so I'm going to pick Shinsuke. I was actually going to pick Shinsuke as well. So there we go. We're in agreement. Yep, going into my balancing act, this is uh, SmackDown gets the win in the individual match here, so give me Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke is who should win the match. Um, that is who I would give it to. I think AJ Styles is winning this match. All right. Hard to go against AJ Styles. Yep, next. Next, we have the women's match as Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. Oh, this is me. Um, That's you. Yuck. 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 Um uh, the hell with it. I'm I'm gonna go Bailey, because it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that's doesn't make a whole lot. I, I was thinking no Shayna for a long time. But I did like I've kind of been going back and forth with the tag in the women's here. Like NXT and Raw are gonna win NXT is winning one of those matches. I went uh NXT for the tag. So I'm going Becky Lynch here. Because it's Becky Lynch. I hear you. Dude, so I fucked myself on my NXT picks because I really think that that I think this week is getting a big Shayna moment. And this is a much bigger moment than the tag match. And so and and it's easy because you can have her beat Bailey. Bailey. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with Shayna and I'll be right on one of these because I I don't think that she's going to lose twice. I think she's winning one of these matches. So I'll pick Shayna. All right. Uh, I am going to pick Bailey because I think the way you book this match is you have Bailey pin Becky Lynch, which which you can't do with the titles on the line. A, B, it solidifies Bailey as a top champion because Becky Lynch is the man. Right. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Yep. So, so I'm going Bailey. That's why I picked it. Just here's make- the, here, here's the beauty of all these matches. Like, I know that we complain sometimes that they don't matter, but that's also why this show is going to be really good. Yeah. Because they can do anything in any of these matches. They're very unpredictable, and we know that all these people are amazing performers, so the shows are going to be... The, the matches are going to be I, fantastic. I, I, it, it, it's, it's a super fun house show with right. all the best performers. And, and I completely agree about that. I just wish that at the end of the day there was something... Like, again, as I keep talking about, if you just said, hey, the winning brand gets the number 30 spot in the, in survive, in the Royal Rumble, like... You that's still, what um that's what Corey Graves suggested. I've been I've podcast. been suggesting that for years, <laughs> for years I've been good, suggesting. Good, good, but you gotta realize this is the one time of the year. Nah, we're it's all true. I keep forgetting. Down. No, we buried it. We buried that hey. AJ. We buried. No, 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 no. I included NXT in this one. It's hey, listen, listen, whoever wins gets the compensatory <laughs> picks for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> we, um, we get trade waivers gets in or the transfer but the portal point is, the point is why it makes sense is you can still do all the same things it can still be an exhibition type of night where nothing really all matters all that much but there's that one thing dangling that makes it sense that everybody desperately wants so like i agree with you that's part of what makes it so good is that like really anything could happen but on the flip side you could still have there be value to it and everything I bet else you love the dumb M- MLB rule where the all-star team picks the home team. Yes, that's exactly what I love. I love that, that, that. It's a that's not a rule comparison. anymore. It is not. I know. I'm saying it was a dumb rule. No, it was stupid. Of course, it was stupid for baseball because baseball is an actual sport. <laughs> All right. This is this is what is this AJ? It's it's underwear. Remind me, it was make believe underwear fighting. Thank you. It's a little yes. bit different. All right. Uh, next, Aaron. 
Next, I actually had to pull this up because I do not remember who are, who's in the women's five on five on five triple threat elimination match. It is Team Raw, Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT, which is TBD. Uh, hey, hey guys, <laughs> Team Raw, which one of us is not like the others? <laughs> uh are you trying to tell? If you're trying to shit on Sarah Logan, you're not going to get me to go along with it. You know how I feel. About I mean, Sarah Logan. you've got four <laughs> Hall of Famers and Sarah Logan. Well, I don't know if Kyrie Sane. How dare you? You're putting. How hang dare on a second. You disparage Sarah Logan yeah. as not a Hall of Fame. Wait, 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 wait. Twofold. You're putting Kyrie Sane in the Hall of Fame already. Like, let's slow yes. down a little bit. I mean, Ky- Kyrie, Kyrie Sane is wonderful. Kyrie how nobody's saying Kyrie Sane career than the Godfather. Yes. I'm not sure that I'm going there either. I'm not sure that Wrestle, I'm going there rest, Wrestling wise? <laughs> wrestling wise? I mean, sure. the Godfather won. Was Godfather ever a world champion? He wasn't a world champion, but he was intercontinental champion. And Did Godfather ever win the May Young Classic? No, that's true, too. It didn't That didn't happen. You're right <laughs> about Godfather that. Did Godfather have the greatest elbow in the history of elbows? Nobody's saying Kyrie Sane isn't. Great. Was the Godfather a pirate, damn it? All right, get to the point. What's the pick? Uh, my pick is Team Raw because Charlotte's involved in the match. There it is, the goat. <laughs> it's not your pick yet, AJ. Settle down. Well, we know who my pick is, Brandon. I really don't like the idea of picking these matches without knowing who's on the other teams. <laughs> well, we always pick the sole survivors too for extra points. Oh, uh, you're right about that. God. All right. I mean, if you can do it in ten seconds, give me Charlotte and Oscar. Oh, now I got it. All right, go ahead, Brandon. I feel like there's something weird. It's like one of these matches is going to end with someone on the team, like turning on the partner. Um, and I think this is the most likely one with like, cause aren't they trying to push Charlotte as a big face going Are forward? They? Aren't they? Did, I don't know. Don't it's they been have her and Becky fighting for the Kabuki Warriors and stuff. Yeah, but it's been, matches? but they've definitely painted this. So the seeds that like, it's not just happy go lucky. Like, well, right. They, they've painted wondering... more of the situation where Becky and Charlotte are. Guys, about to I don't know again. if you know this or not, but Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter, so I, she's I have definitely. Heard that, yeah, they're trying to sell merch. She's going to be a face going forward. So I'm just wondering if we get something like Oscar and Charlotte are left, but she missed Charlotte in the face or something. You know, I like I don't know. I, Make some, a pick. I know. Fuck you guys. I just hate that we don't know who's on the other team. Because I feel like that might sway my decision, but it's too wait, bad. Oh, wait, let, let, let's assume it's the the face team from NXT, or even you throw in Bianca Belair in there as well. Because if it's if it's like nobody that's on those teams, that means it's going to be a bunch of scrubs and. and well, but lose. I mean, we we have an idea. It's going to be you know <laughs> if, Rhea Ripley. It'll be Bianca Belair. It'll be Candice LeRae. Or like, or it's Tony Storm. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face for the shit you just said. Yeah. If it was Tony okay, Storm, would you have Team yeah. NXT winning? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> what? Honestly, yeah, because like, it could genuinely, be. I'm, I genuinely, Tony Storm would be yeah. like that's that's The Rock debuting at Madison Square Garden. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm. Who's on the SmackDown team again? It's uh, Sasha, SmackDown Carmella, team. Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Oh yeah, Raw's winning. Okay, and who are your sole <laughs> survivors? Charlotte. Great, wonderful. Next, uh, AJ. Same picks. Raw and Charlotte's the sole survivor. Okay, I'm going with uh, Charlotte and Natalia as the survivors. Uh, next. Uh, 
Team Raw, we, the five-on-five, five, the men's one. Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown. Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G versus Team T NXT. Brandon. I'm going to roll the dice and say Team NXT. Okay. What, what if this Kevin Owens thing uh, flips the... Well, you got to pick Soul Survivors. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. Really fucked up, didn't you? <laughs> no, don't. You done fucked up, A.A. Ron. How about okay, I pick, I'll pick my Soul Survivors tomorrow. No, no, you're not picking anybody tomorrow. We already agreed to this. We're doing it today. You got to make your picks. You got to do it on the podcast, and they're not going to have it announced it by then. Yes. Here's, here's the people... Fuck you guys. Adam Cole. Make your pick or things. not. Those Make, are the pe that's the team. Make your pick or don't. Okay. Um, Some people think Triple H might be on Team NXT. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Kevin Owens could be on Team NXT. Okay, I'm changing my pick. Ah. I'm ah. going to say... Who's on SmackDown's team again? Roman Reigns and okay, SmackDown. Corbin and Shorty That's all I need to know is that Roman Reigns was going to be on the, <laughs> on the team. I'm picking SmackDown and Roman Reigns. All right, Roman. Next, uh, AJ. I'm picking NXT and Adam Cole, baby. All right. I am picking Team Raw again, and I am picking Ricochet and Randy Orton. That, that was going to be my second pick. It's a great pick. Uh, I, I think those two end up eliminating each other. So, and because I'm doing the balance thing, I am going with Brandon here. I'm going with SmackDown and Roman Reigns. All right. And next. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. No contest. Well, it's not your That's pick. A, I know. No, let him pick it. Shut up. All right, I'm AJ. joking. AJ, make the pick. We got to fly. <laughs> I got to get out. We got to fly. Uh, go, go, go. The Fiend. Okay. Uh, I am also picking The Fiend. Everybody's picking the, the fiend. fiend. Okay, very good. Well, Brandon, are you picking no contest? No, I'm picking the fiend. Ah, and if, and if really Daniel Bryan wins this match, they'll fuck him up too. So the oh, fiend. Jesus Christ! All right, settle down. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a no holds barred match. Glenn. Oh, I wish I had the balls to do it. Of course, I'm picking Brock. Yeah, I'm picking Brock. Of course, Brock Lesnar. He wasn't he your pick. Brandon. But he cares, so. Guess what, guys? Yeah. Do it. Booyaka, booyaka! Yeah! Wow. What an idiot. Wow. I'm picking Rey Mysterio because You're it's no holds barred, and I'm an idiot, and I want to see what happens here. I think there's a slight chance that this happens. So I'm just going to, just because, you know, otherwise I'd just be picking Brock with you guys, and it doesn't really matter. So I'm going to pick Rey Mysterio. All right, I, I like, like it. it. I like it. That's very good. I but, like it. And, and, and he... Uh, here's why I think Dominic comes out and costs Rey Mysterio because that would be hilarious. I think this Dominic comes so out and gets his ass whooped again. This is the, this is the equivalent the equivalent of a coach going for it on fourth down on like their side of the field. Oh, this absolutely! Is like the, this is like the dumbest choice ever. But if it works out, I look super smart. Yeah, so there right, we go. And that's the whole point of this. All right, that's very it. very good. Uh, AJ, get your plugs in one more time since you got to roll. Uh, you can follow me on social media at AJ Francis 410 Once again, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at all University of Maryland sporting events. Men's basketball, football, volleyball, women's basketball. Please bring canned goods and non-perishables as well as coats. Anything that you can that you want to get rid of because we are having a big uh, canned food drive and coat drive for our community in Maryland. Uh, I'm assuming that Everything from Sean Merriman's is going to PG County somewhere because that's where he's from. Yeah. 
Um, but my canned, food, canned foods and non-perishables will be going to Sarah's house, which is a homeless shelter um, filled full with mostly kids in Fort Meade, Maryland. Um, and I am very happy that I can do this for my community. And I've been, this is going to be the fifth year we've done this. So this is uh, pretty big. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad to do it. Glad to be a part of it. Uh, we will, I will be down there Friday night and uh, good on you for continuing to uh, get up here and make this happen here. Locally. Oh, to, to, to continue along with, uh, uh, Brandon's favorite joke that I did on Twitter the other day. This this charity uh, food drive it lasted longer than my marriage, so that's oh, good. Oh. Oh. oh man! All right, very good. Uh, we'll come back in. We'll talk more about what actually occurred over the course of the last week. That is next. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. 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 <laughs> at AJ Francis 410 Vent. 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 AJ Francis aka Frank uh, this is jobbing out hey dad can we try one of those hoagie things <sighs> sorry son we aren't hoagie people what do you mean son we're Royal Farms sub people like my daddy was and his daddy before him like you and me and all the folks we know Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are... Aliens, son. They're aliens. <laughs> Royal Farm subs are Baltimore's best. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. <laughs> Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, Aaron Oster, AJ now uh, has had to go on double secret assignment uh, for the rest of the show, and we won't miss him. That's the way that it goes. Um, is it a secret to you? No, we all know what it is. We say it's double secret assignment. Kayfabe, come on. Minute, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> supposed to, you were supposed to say yes. Oh, that I, that I didn't know? That's a, that's a, no, that's a dumb bit. That's a really bad bit. <laughs> that's a stupid bit. Um, all right, so yeah, no more AJ is he's on assignment now. All right, um, so here's the deal. A couple of things from this week. Uh, one, uh, we can do the best match thing uh, that AJ normally does because he's not here, and we can just tell him about it later. Um, I, I again come away from the week not like the, the schedule that we now have with when we do the show. It is so hard for me to remember what the matches were from NXT last week because I'm sure one of them was amazing. I'm sure there was an incredible match, but I already don't remember what it was, so I'm hoping one of you have a match. The Cruiserweight title match was pretty good. Oh, it was. It was very yes. good. You're absolutely right go. about Let's that. Let's do that. Was that last week? Are we sure that was last week? Yes. Yeah, there was one it, last week. Was that what it, start, was it started the Leo show Leo and Angel Garza. Right. Garza. Yeah, Garza. I, man, they are all running together. All right, I'm okay yep. with that if nobody else has anything else they want to suggest. Uh, there was a match on yeah, Raw. What was the match on Raw that yeah, I thought there, was there so was much... a, It was NXT involved, right? Was it? I there was a it's match. Andrade match. Uh, wasn't Andrade and uh, Seth? Yeah, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. I don't think. I don't think no. that's the match that I was thinking. There was some match on Raw that I was watching. Like this was better than I thought it was. Like this deserves credit, and we should talk about it. But um, I... did you see the match that's going to be on NXT tonight? Yeah, so we do we need to pick this? 
Or right. not not the one that's in on NXT. They've announced yeah, a, the other, a new match for War Games and with a stipulation for Survivor Series. Yes. Have you seen this? Glenn? No, I don't know. What is it? Okay, so we are having a match. We are wondering what's going to be added to War Games. One of the matches that is added to War Games is Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane, and the winner gets Adam Cole at Survivor Series for the title. The winner faces Adam Cole for the title at Survivor Series. the weirdest Series. fucking thing ever. Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest versus who? Killian Dane. This is really weird. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the other two titles are on the line, so they probably felt like they had to do this. You know I, what I mean? Well, they, balance also, it out. We, we kind of talked about this, that if they really want to get NXT up, they need to start putting title matches and stuff on well, these but, regular pay-per-views. But, but what I'm saying is the pay-per-view is Raw, SmackDown, SmackDown and NXT. NXT and, they and those other two. SmackDown yes, but there's correct. also still yeah. not a Team NXT, which is kind of a weird bit. Um, Wait, what? There's no Team NXT for Survivor Series either. I just sort of assumed that Adam Cole was No, there to... is. No, there there is a Team NXT. When did that happen? He's just happen? not on it. So who's the team? We, we don't know yet. That's the point. Tonight. There's not a Team NXT lined up yet. That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, 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 oh. I thought oh, you oh. said there isn't. No, we like, know there's, a, there's nobody on the team. Right. So the assumption would be... For the women or the men. We'll find out right. tonight. Right. I presume that's the case. But my assumption was going to be that Adam Cole would be leading that team because, that's you know, I didn't want to he's the NXT champion. In the pick segment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it'll be Champa leading I the guess. team with his whole team at from War Games plus Matt Riddle or something Maybe. like that. Maybe. I don't know. I guess. I mean, that, that's a perfectly... Or it'll be Imperium. Yeah, I mean, one of these things I, are fine. By the way, I have no problem with that if it's Imperium. Right. These it's are, not going to be things, Imperium. These things are all fine. It's just really weird. Um, whatever. I don't know. Pete Dunne is the pick, and Adam Cole retains the title. I'm with you. I'm gonna pick... I kind of want to pick Damian Priest, yeah, but... Because he's awesome. He's yeah, kind pick of... Damian Priest. He's good, but, like, obviously it's gonna be a f- face, right? So... Are we sure about... I mean, Adam Cole is... We've talked about this before. With when Adam Cole's not with Undisputed Era, he's a face. Man, I'm gonna pick Damian Priest. Okay, all right, there you go. I love Damian Priest. Now, who's gonna win yeah. the is, is who's gonna win the match on Sunday though? You have to pick Adam Cole. Cole. Okay, there you go. Very good. Um, I, Dame, Damian Priest would have been a guest on this show, but he said, "Fuck Aaron." He said, "I hate Aaron. I'm not coming on this week." You know, you know what's kind of funny though. Like if they're ready to pull the trigger and turn Cole face. All the way, um, a good way to do it would be like like the da- giving the title to Damian Priest would be kind of like when they gave it to Andrade, where you kind of did not see it coming at all. Um, you know, he just randomly won the championship yeah. and then became like you know one of the main guys on the yeah. show, but he wasn't before that. Um, I can see that happening too, but I can't pick it. No, I mean, I don't. There's just none no. of these scenarios make any sense for a title change. But no, it doesn't no. mean that they don't do now, it. Now, if you want to say this is going to start laying the like really lay the groundwork right. for a face turn, you have them put on you know a, a great match where Adam Cole looks like this badass without undisputed era around. Like right. that's part of the way to do it. Yeah, sure, sure. All of those things. Or, are or like, like the, see, now this is fucking up all of my picks because I feel like the NXT thread is going to be like. Uh, it's going to be like the Raw and SmackDown stuff's going to be all over the place, but the NXT stories that go through these shows are all going to be connected. I have a feeling. And so 
you almost have a world where Undisputed Era loses the Survivor Series match because of Broderick Strong or something, yeah. or the or the War Games match. I mean, and then you have Adam Cole win his match. And uh, you have a next... lot more faith th- than I do that they're caring about what happens on NXT when it comes to Survivor Series. I think just NXT. I don't think they care about any of the other. I I, 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 I think they care less about NXT than they do the other. I, no, 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 no. I'm obviously. saying the people who run NXT are cognizant enough to make their part of it connect. And the other people don't care. Maybe. That's, maybe. So. I hope that that's true, but I don't I don't know either. Yeah. All right, uh, let me go through a few things from the uh, the past week, some of the uh, the topics that have come up. Um, look, I, I'm going to try to start with some AEW stuff here, one being, so apparently the answer to not having a pay-per-view for a little while, as I, we posited last week could be the case, is they're going to try to turn a regular show into essentially being like a pay-per-view it's As, like doing Clash of the Champions without doing Clash of the Champions. It's sort of like that. They're going to do Bash at the well, Beach on yes. Wednesday. On the Jericho Cruise. Well, no, they're going to no. So they're going to no, do that's a separate thing, right? Oh, they're going to do Bash. Oh, they're, at the they're beach. filming matches on it, but Bash at the Beach is right before it. Bash at the Beach yeah. is the night, like right before the Jericho it. Cruise leaves. So they're yeah. essentially saying everybody come down to Miami that's going to the Jericho Cruise, come to Bash at the Beach on Wednesday night, then get on the cruise where we'll film uh, matches that'll air the following Wednesday. On gotcha. Dynamite. Um, so they're trying to sell the idea that a regular show is also kind of going to be like a pay-per-view because it's going to be Dynamite, but it's going to be also Bash at the Beach. Um, it's an interesting concept depending on how many pay-per-views they're going to run during the course of the year. Right now, they've only really committed to like three. They've only really committed to the Labor Day pay-per-view, the Memorial Day pay-per-view, and they appear, like the, but the, in interviews they've suggested that full gear is a thing that will continue. Um, that seems like... There's a March thing, too. It, yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it's about an every three-month thing. Like, yeah. fe- late February, early March, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and then this midwinter one. So or if, this beginning of winter one. If that's the case, I'm not opposed to the idea of trying to take a certain specific episode of the TV show and say, we're telling you this one matters a little bit more than others. The question is... Are they going to do, considering they didn't do anything necessarily on the pay-per-view that was otherworldly, like obviously other than the MGF, uh, MJF turn, are they going to actually use the TV show in a way that you come away from it saying, oh, I have to watch when they do this because I know that big things are going to genuinely happen here? I feel like it's going to be like AEW's crown jewel or whatever. Like it's just going to be big matches that don't have any consequential like ch- title changes or anything it'll be it'll be like a the house show version of AEW Dynamite I I disagree with that. I think it's going to be closer so remember when uh takeover was was on these every 3 months and then there was that period in between they always would have one big episode of NXT where like two or three titles would be on the line I think it's going to be more like that, where but, this is going to serve as remember, a mini pay per view. They, they still rarely saw title changes, right? Like, right, it, it was right. Oh, we did see it sometimes. Every it now and then, we still saw it. But like, they have, they, you do title matches on other episodes of the show, right? Like, but uh, there was always that one episode. You know what I'm talking? Like, there was that one at the six six week mark or so that was always. Felt I feel a like lot they were bigger. spread out, though. I feel like they were more spread out than that. I don't think they were like. Tune in next week to a takeover version of NXT. No, they, except did, for when... they didn't say say it, but it was it happened to be the one where 
oh, all of a sudden these big storylines are coming to a head here, co- coincidentally at the same time. Um, th- it sometimes we worked talked out that about way. it. At yeah, the time, it sometimes yes. worked out that way. I never. It, it it even that sort of felt like they because I think Brandon's right. Sometimes it was still even more spread out because they still were taping. It's not like they were doing a live episode that week. Here's why they were spread out because the episodes were an hour, right. and some they of those were, matches would be thirty minutes right. long. And they were they right. were they like were when they had the Johnny Gargano. Um, was it Drew McIntyre? Who did he go? What was the or it was Andrade? Right? They did like a they did a Johnny Gargano title match or no? Champa won the title, right? From it Alistair was. Black. I, I think what. Oh boy, what was it? Was this? That was the. Oh, you know what it was? It was the. Uh, Alistair had just beaten Gargano. This was uh, at the Rumble weekend. They had something in between that and the Takeover, where if Gargano lost, he he would have to leave NXT, and yes. that's why they had the the unsanctioned match in New yeah. Orleans. The, they yes. did that, but they also had Champa beat Alistair Black for the title on the regular episode of the show. But that that was that was three months later. Trump didn't have no, but what I'm that. saying is they did things oh. like, 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 but, yes, but every yes, time they yes. did it, it was they couldn't have done an episode that had all those matches because almost always the match would be 27 minutes long or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right. the I mean, DIY matches, hour, but it would be like whatever the two big storylines were. We'd see a major, major match. My my point is there was always big episodes of NXT when they have spread out takeovers. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so so if- I think that this is going to be. A bigger show. I do think that's going to. It's not going to be just a house show. It's going to have. Okay, so uh, let's just let's just like within reason. So is Chris Jericho losing the title at it? No, I wouldn't bet Chris Jericho. No, because I think Chris Jericho is holding it till uh, right. And so know, I guess I, double or nothing or whatever. Okay, so is Rio it. losing the title? I could see that potentially against isn't. But isn't this show in like four weeks? Yeah, well, no, it's it's the, I fir- thought it was it's the, begin, uh, it's the first one. in January or something. Yeah, it's, Janu- it's yeah, early January. January. Okay, yeah, six weeks or so. Right, so like, let's just say, for example, this is going to be where they do Cody versus MJF, right? Like, let's just suggest yeah. that that's what they're going to do because it doesn't really make sense to try to draw that out for six months at this point, right? Like, at Correct. this point, it feels like that needs to have... It's already going to be tough enough to draw it out for six to eight weeks, so yeah. let's let's say that's where they're going to do it. Is simply the fact that they're going to do Cody MJF, if that's the case, would that be enough to say, hey, that alone makes this worthy of suggesting this is a bigger event than a typical AEW Dynamite, and they should expect a larger audience, and whatever it is that WWE throws on NXT that night, we should assume that more people will be driven to watch Dynamite because they know that's the night that we're going to get Cody versus MJF. Two, I, I think the two different answers to that one. Does it feel bigger because you have what feels like a, a pay-per-view match in Cody vs. MJF? Yes, that does fig- feel bigger than a normal Dynamite. Will it draw more eyes? I don't know about that. Well, that's the part that I think is important. Like, If you're going to do this, I think you have to make it something that you're doing specifically because you want to say, come hell or high water, we're winning that night. Like That, that we're not going to have the same pay-per-view thing happen like they've already got a problem with the pay per view. Like they, apparently, uh, Full Gear did with fewer than a hundred thousand buys. Um, they really are up against it with pay per views because WWE has positioned wrestling fans to not have to purchase pay per views, and so now right. we're uncomfortable with it. Right? Like we don't. It, it it's got to feel like we're doing something. The first couple events they did felt more like you were doing it for the culture. Right? Like right. you're doing yes. it to support this idea, this concept. So I'll buy a pay-per-view, 
but it's almost like it's, I'm doing it as an act of resistance, right? Yeah. Now, when you're just asking people to buy pay-per-views to support a wrestling company, they're like, uh, uh thing about that is we're kind of used yeah. to not buying pay-per-views anymore, and we don't want to do that any longer. We're done with buying pay-per-views because we've been conditioned that that's not the way that this business works anymore. So, Especially sixty dollars pay per views. Correct. I mean, it's a really like, that's a that's a problem. The six the price point is a problem. Uh, no the, question. The, I think the price point is a bigger problem. Yes, I still think the idea in general is a problem. I, I think if it was twenty five bucks and you were saying, oh well, you spend thirty bucks on paper, you know, in 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 essence, you're spending thirty, you're spending twenty bucks every three months instead of thirty bucks every three months for, you know, I think you could make that argument. Can I think I the comment? price point is a big sure. Okay, so. I think the price point tells a, a bigger story than 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 we think. So, like, because it sort of relates to my world in a little bit, uh, a little bit. Um, it, you know, in theory, if they thought they could sell this to more people, like this is basically telling you what they think they're going to do. Because the reason it's priced the way it is is because they know how many people are going to buy it. So, because they know how many people are going to buy it. They're pricing it accordingly so that they make the money that they need to make to make it somewhat successful. So, like, in theory, if they had hopes to sell more, this wouldn't be $60. But because they don't, they sort of know what they're going to do. They price it accordingly so they can make what they want to make. I mean, this is sort of what we do in our world. Like, if I know someone's worth right. a thousand tickets, I price the ticket to what I need to pay that person if I have aspirations, it's going to sell out. That ticket might go down a little bit because I know I can market that ticket. This is scary because it's like it's almost like they don't think they can sell the well, pay-per-views. Hang on. So they know they're basically taking advantage of the people they know are going to buy it no matter what by jacking up the price. To some extent, there's truth to that, but it, it, like this is a bigger economics question than it is because like it's it's not just tickets. It goes to every product that exists everywhere, right? Which is that you do still have to ask the question of could we find a bigger audience if we had a different price point, right? If only Well, this right, but I think this. they're telling you they don't think they can because well, I think they're telling you at that price that they're saying, well, we know X amount of people are buying these pay-per-views no matter what. We don't think we, – we think we're niche essentially. We don't think we can attract a crowd bigger than that, so we need to price it this because if we price it – cheaper and the same people buy it that we think are going to buy it we're not going right, to get to where but, we need to get financially is it, well here, here's the other is aew setting the price point right or is bleacher report well, setting the price point i don't know i don't know i have no well, idea. No, no no here's here's how they're i mean in a way they are because they're saying we need to net x so if they say they need to net x then bleacher report prices it so they can net what they need to net so essentially if if aew saying we need forty dollars per head they're adding whatever they need to onto that before they price it to see what your sticker. So your sticker price is Bleacher right. Reports cut plus AEW. Right, cut. but then you go back to the question of what market would exist, and this is a, something that goes on all the time. The question would be, um, boy, I, I can the comparison I can make is like Preakness years ago. Years ago, when they first got rid of people bringing in booze, they said, "Here's the price point that we're going to do for this event," and that price point didn't work, but. When they went back and added, hey, you can also get booze, that price point suddenly worked. When they suddenly said, hey, it's going to be this price and we're going to throw in all this alcohol, well, all of a sudden people said, oh, well, we're going to get a bundle load of alcohol out of it? Well, shit, that price point works, right? So like, there's, there's questions to all of these things as to what market you can find. I think the bigger question is in them trying to find the structure Will it ever work with the pay-per-view model, or has the streaming concept, have we been so in on the over-the-top idea that we're just sort of saying, no, we're not going to do that? And do they need to reimagine what it is they're going to do based on the AEW 
network, whatever you would call it, mm-hmm. and maybe hosting Dark there and hosting the pay-per-views there, making that part of a bigger BR Live subscription that says you don't have May- to pay put, for the- Put being the elite on there as a subscription. Something, so, right, you know. Something along I think, those lines. I think, I think here's the problem, though. They have a revenue issue, right? So because they have a re- because they don't make any money on the TV show, they have a revenue issue, and I think that this sticker price is evidence of that. Is is they're essentially saying like I hate to sound like a broken record, but like we know how many people are buying this no matter what. We're not going to speculate as to how many people would buy it if it was twenty five twenty five dollars or whatever. We're going to tell you we know for sure a hundred thousand people are buying this. So if we make it sixty dollars. We can make X. Right. And I think that's right. what, what they're doing. But you know what I mean? But and you're, I think but you're working here, on... here's, here's the problem with that is that they set the same price for all in right. and has kept it the same. Right. There's... So there there wasn't a revenue problem then and they still set it at sixty. But and there's and Yeah, there's... but what if it, but what if it's like again but they didn't have anything, right? So they had to make right. something off of the pay per view and if Bleacher Report says we take twenty five percent, well that's the easiest way to get to a sixty dollar price tag. Because if they need to net you know, whatever per head to make it successful. Because remember, like a lot of times, like like you you can read story after story. Like when WWE runs Madison Square Garden, they lose on the door at a sellout. So there are I can tell you there are other buildings where that's probably the case or close as well because of the all the union fees associated with right. filming. That's, something. that's why WWE didn't run yeah. it forever and ever. Exactly. So because of that, dollar one is on selling the event to the customer at home. Dollar one of revenue, if not negative dollars, two dollar one. So that's why this price is the way it is. You know what I mean? Can they lock in? And this is again to build the brand as well. Can they lock in more people if they abandon it altogether and instead come up with something that guarantees they're getting money every month? And yeah, and that's that's as they like right. Like, can they do that and sustain? Because I don't. I think loss they will incur by doing so. Um, I, I, boy, I don't know what that we, loss, we just went into an economics loss. But I also, yeah, I also don't know what that loss well, is because immediately. It's, well, it's right? money, like, because right it costs now, money to put these events on if you're not. Well, making, I know, but, if you're, but they only have it. They only have a few of them at the moment. They're not doing yeah, a monthly they, one. They right have now. four. Right. Like we're talking about if if you tell me that uh, for the entirety of the year I get these four pay per view events. Plus, as Aaron pointed out, we're going to take the shows that otherwise would be living on YouTube, Dark, Being the Elite, whatever it is, and put them all in the same place. Will you find a greater slice of the market that says, you know what, for the for the total price, this is worth it to me? I don't know. I don't know, but they're going to have to figure but that let's out. Say, let's say you set that price at $60, right? Well, you're not do it for you're the at month. a fourth of what they expect to make from those four but, events. Right, but you're not doing that. It wouldn't be $60 for the month. Like No, for the year, I'm saying. But you if wouldn't you, set it at sixty. You call it sixty dollars for the year. That's a and that's aggressive. That's a fourth of what they no, would expect to make. No, currently. no, no. Sixty dollars for the year would not be aggressive under those circumstances. They would they, they would be setting it at a hundred and I mean it'd be it'd be the it'd it would be, be it would be ten dollars ten yeah ten dollars a month somewhere in that neighborhood something similar to the other over the top uh, uh, prices they would be right. Setting, so call it let's call it call it a hundred and twenty dollars a year. So right, that would right. be what ten dollars a month. That's yeah. half of the current revenue they but, expect to make off of those events. But again, you're spacing it on a certain number. The question is, are you going to get 100,000 people that are willing to buy well, it? No, no, no. Pay? That's what I'm saying. But that's but you have to be prepared to incur that loss sure. in finding that out. Of course. That's what I'm saying. And exactly. Of 100%. course you do. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly the way the, that it works. WWE, the, the they WWE were prepared. They said still, it in their, in their um, yeah, earnings. Yeah. The, I was going to say, the WWE Network still might not really be all that profitable compared to pay-per-view. 
but of it's worth not. it to them. Right, it's right. worth it because it's it's also about branding. It's about and, them and I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like WWE has the capital to be in it for the long exactly. haul on like a ten to twenty year plan. Does AEW have someone who has the capital? Yes. Are they in it for a twenty year plan to dollar one profit? I don't know. But is it going to work with the plan that they currently and have? And is it going to work? Can they? It, is it, that can they, can they? I'm sustain not sure any of it would work. If they you know say, I mean? if they say <laughs> yeah. we're going to do full gear, there's going to be fewer than hundred thousand people that buy it, and then we're going to turn around and try to get you to tune back in in eight weeks for Bash at the Beach, where they're making nothing off of it. Like they don't even get pay per view eyes off of it. But can they get enough people to tune into that? To make it worthwhile, I I don't know. I don't so have if, these answers. And and, and and a big going going back to the original conversation, you know, what a big part of this is they, you know, right now their deal isn't very good with TNT. They're trying to. I, we don't know how long this initial deal lasts. They're trying to get these big episodes to get the numbers so they can right. go back to TNT and say, all right, because as we know, the pay per view, the network, all of this really doesn't matter as long as you have a good TV deal. WWE is proving that they're making more money off the TV deal than anything else they do combined. So uh, it's all true. about the TV deal, all honestly. True. So if, if this does work, and like that's what they're thinking right now. Right. We might not have to go to the pay-per-view model. We might not care about the pay-per-views as far as revenue goes. If, if, now, if, if we people, can make this work. Right. Now, in theory, what what they, the way you could maybe get there... Is if like I like like said initially, like if you treat these like um Clash of the Champions, Clash of the Champions were, mm -hmm. and essentially whatever you do here is the catalyst for what gets you to pay per view right. in March. So yeah. if this is in January, then whatever the big fucking thing is that's gonna set up the big match in March is gonna happen there, then that's how you do these, right? You do them like so if the pay-per-views are every four months, you do the, in the two months between that, right? Of course, but so you, you still do, need to have something that, like, I, that you have to be advertising me that this is a good enough standalone event. The advertisement can't be, hey, something might happen that might set up our next pay-per-view. Well, it's how many people watch the show? I mean, it's been around a million. It's a been million, a, yeah. yeah let's, let's say, that's that's not, what I'm saying. So, yeah. so the pay-per-view conversion right now is about 10%. So... If you do these, sh like if we're thinking, we're thinking these shows more as, um, you know, getting more people to the TV show. But I'm thinking of them as more saying, like, we're happy with the million people. We need to get more of those million people to buy our paper. But then you don't need to do this. Is the point? Like, if if you're happy with a million people watching your TV show, you don't need to take a TV show and say this one's more special. Like if you're yeah. happy with what you've got, well, you I think it's filling a gap show. though because they only have four pay-per-views, so they need something to elevate. Like they need something to connect the dots, right? Between because we're because now we're right. conditioned to getting this shit like once a month, of course, if but not you, more. But you do that for the express purpose of saying we want more people to watch this. We want to find something that will get more people to watch this particular episode, and then use that to try to draw them to the next pay-per-view. To say, I guess. This I guess what what will tell us that story is if this is advertised outside of their bubble because right now it is not. Well, they just like, announced it two days ago. Like they literally just announced it this yeah. week. Right. Like, but I'm just saying. It, it, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Right now, it's being announced on their like social media. Well, who's following their social media? Right. But again, you they, know what they I mean? just announced it. Like they got plenty. No, of no, no. I'm they're, they're not going to say yes. If we right. start to see TV commercials that are specifically about Bash at the Beach on other programs that aren't AEW, that's when you'll know that that's what the goal of this is. I still suspect it's more of a programming goal 
to keep it fresh and to connect to the pay per views. I don't. I'm not so sure. This I think is a big I think both things can be both. Well, yeah, both I, things can be. And true. what I would say is again, why you don't need to brand it as something else if all you're trying to do is keep going. You know what I mean? If it's just about keeping going, you just do another episode of Dynamite. Like again, you're fine. Like it's not like Dynamite's been poorly received or um, has been poorly rated. It's it's done good numbers. Everybody's very happy about what's happened with Dynamite. But if, as Aaron points out, you're looking about your next TV deal. If you can prove that every now and then you can pop a 1.8. If you can prove that every now and then you're going to do something like, hey, we yeah, we, we regularly come in at a million, and boy, look at these you know, certain shows that are significantly more than that. That goes a long way to maybe your next TV deal being a cash deal, like being yes. a real moneymaker, instead of it being another one where you're sort of sort of splitting costs and accepting uh, what it is. Aaron, well, real I quick. I do agree with I, that. And we we got to let, hang on, Brian. We got to let Aaron go, so I'm going to let him, um, oh, you know. Uh, Aaron, um, uh, I, I got about five minutes. Your here, thoughts so. on the? I do want to get uh, your. I do want to get your thoughts because that's a major story. Obviously, your thoughts on what happened this week with Jim Cornette. Um, I mean, Cornette's Cornette. What he said was unacceptable. He resigned. I, I can't believe that it got out. And I don't know. Maybe based on the people involved, based on what I've heard in the past twenty four hours about their politics, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. But like, it was a completely avoidable situation. And it blew up in their face, and I mean, good for them for getting rid of Cornette. I, mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, um, I think there's, I, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a couple of statements. One, a lot of people asking, why were you ever involved with Jim Cornette to begin with? You well, are, that, that's, yeah, that's a fair question as well. You, like, this is what you get from Cornette, right? It's not like anybody didn't know that Jim Cornette was perhaps a bigot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not as if this is news. Um, that Jim Cornette would say something along these lines. Um, The the secondary part of it being, you allude to, like, I I did not know that Billy Corgan was apparently more, you know, conservative. I don't... It's a very weird bit that I've been following in the course of the last uh, 24 hours as well. Uh, Some of the things that would otherwise surprise me about Billy Corgan specifically. Um, The question about how it ended up getting on the air is is absolutely a relevant question, right? It's a taped show. The guy says something plainly racist, like not. This is an ambiguous. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you're if you're someone on Twitter who's saying, "Oh, well, this actually wasn't." No, 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 no. No, that was there's no ambiguity to this whatsoever. The this I mean, like the the suggest that Trevor Murdoch could run through Africa with fast food uh, or with a fried chicken. With fried chicken. Fried chicken specifically. Like, I mean, that's it's as racist as it gets. Like, there is no, yeah. hey, you yeah. know, you're a snowflake. This is super <laughs> racist. Yeah, no, the, the, the idea that, oh, no, it has to do with famine is like, no, ridiculous. No, that's absurd. That's a, yeah. a patently absurd. It's very yes. clear what was said, and it's absurd that anyone heard that and said anything other than, oh, my God, we couldn't let that get to our programming. Like, there's no right. way that we could. Now, if you want to say is they're super understaffed, nobody's really listening, right? Like, that, that's it's just the nature of being a super small company is that this isn't anybody's particular job. This is not the WWE. This isn't AEW. This is a very low-end company that's just trying to make things work, and so somehow nobody caught it. Like, that might be believable to me, unfortunately. That just might be the reality It's believable, but it just says, like, then what are we doing here? How do you exist? Exactly right. How do you exist? And I think the, the reason why it's a bummer to me is because there was so much positivity surrounding what this show had been doing for a few weeks. Like there were so many people within the wrestling community that were on board with this as being really cool and something that was really worth watching that like 
this is kind of who you are now. Like, this is what people now know broadly about this revival of NWA as a show, um, is that you were the one that let Jim Cornette say something super racist on your show. Um, even if you fired him afterwards, that's fine. You let it get to air. That's who we know. That's that's what that's your existence now. As if a you company. Google NWA power right now, and that's the first thing that pops up. Correct. Do you know what? Do you know what I think happened here? No one's listening to what these guys are saying at all. Well, that's what we're alluding to. They, yeah. You're so. You're so. No, but like nobody heard it and said it was okay. They just didn't fucking hear it at right. all. Why? Well, and, that's, that's, and that's a problem. Yeah. 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 Like, that's it is a. And, I, and that can come I with being think, understaffed. When you're understaffed, yes, and when people it's, it's are incredibly understaffed, right? There, there's I, a, I at can the tell very you least, that. though, there's an uh, there's an editor. There's an editor somewhere who had to piece the show together. Right, but are they listening to what these guys are saying? Like, I, I, and uh, should they I, be? I think, yes, I, I absolutely. Or are they? But no. no, I think it's a fair question because that editor might also be responsible for six other things. That's yeah, just right. sort of saying, you give me the product, and if nobody, when this happened, said, "Hey, by the way." Jim said something really effing racist, and we all right. like immediately when somebody uttered that, there should have been yeah. six people involved with the broadcast as it was happening that wrote a note down and said, yeah. "Hey, when this <laughs> gets this, when we, it's exactly what this, this the way it works. Obviously, we don't edit anything on this podcast. Well, every now and then we edit something that we kind of decide afterwards was like we said somebody's name or something like that, and we were like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that, right? Uh, but for the most part, we don't edit anything. That's just we let it all go. It's we have fun with it." But on a, on a lot of shows, podcasts specifically, somebody will say, hey, don't forget, we got to go back in and edit that out. And we'll write it down and we'll mark it so that you know, hey, you're the guy that's editing the show that's clearly not listening to everything that's happening. Go find this at the 10-minute mark. you got to dump that. you got to you know, edit it somehow. Yeah. The fact that there were – whoever was involved with the broadcast didn't immediately say – Yo, that can't make it to air. We need to write that down so that the next person it's it's yeah. By honestly. the way, this I mean this is so so incredibly surprising and you know the most surprising part of it all is that Trevor Murdoch is still wrestling. That is actually also surprising. Yes. That is also yes. surprising. All right, Aaron, get your plugs right. in. Uh, listen to the Daily Line 3 to 7 every day on NBC Sports Radio or your local NBC Sports affiliate. Hopefully, if you're in one of those four markets, and follow me on Twitter at the AOSTAR. All right, very good. Uh, Brian and I will come back in and finish it up. Uh, it'll probably be a short show this week, but we'll come back in and wrap it up. I'm Glenn, he's Brandon, and he's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. All right, back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton to wrap up the show. All right, uh, you watched, did you watch Backstage? Yes. Okay, your thoughts on, does CM Punk make it so that other, like you were inclined to watch already. You were into it. You were watching from the get-go. Here's the thing. Yes, however, this is one of those shows that like also would have sat on my DVR maybe for, a while and maybe not got watched. Like I definitely wanted to watch the first episode, but the whole reason I was watching is because I wanted to see if CM Punk was showing up. Um, 
And then when he didn't at first, I was like, I actually liked the show. So then I was like, okay, I'll watch the show. But I also didn't watch it Tuesday at 11. You know, I watched it maybe like it was on in the background while I'm like making my daughter breakfast or whatever. Um, and then when Punk showed up, I immediately was like, I need to watch this. Um, and I don't know what that like. Uh, so they kind of did like a sit down interview. Did you, you did you see this? I only saw some of the highlights of it. I did not sit down and watch this show. So they did a sit down interview. I guess it's maybe the rip the bandaid off part where it's right. like, okay, where have you been? What's going on? How are you doing? Like, what's your perspective on what you're doing now? Blah 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 blah. And so, like, you kind of have to do that, right? Like, if he's going to be on the show, he can't just be there doing comedy bits. Like, you've got to do this first, and then we'll see what his role. I'm really interested to see, A, how often he's on the show, and B, how much of this they're going to allow to happen. Because this was a pretty honest um, <laughs> a pretty honest segment. Um, he didn't have a lot of good to say about anything that WWE's doing. I mean, he... There were some kind of, even some of the compliments were sort of backhanded compliments. Like he said that Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar is a diamond in the rough of Survivor Series. So it's like he was saying that's a good match, but he was basically telling you the rest of the show sucks. Okay. And telling you that. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, I mean, and I'm not trying to read into it that way. I, I like to shit on it or anything, because I think we all sort of agree with 90 eight percent of what he said you know well, what i, I mean but, hang on I think so I'm, I'm not trying to say he's a negative shit bag i think he's just telling the truth and i think it'll be very interesting if they let him do these kind of se- like he, he was talking for an awful long time and then it's sort of the, the the rest of the show who sort of integrated into the rest of the people that are on the show right um so if it's all gonna be like i, I just wonder how much they're gonna let him just do his like Here's what I think of what happened this week. And if they do that, I love it because I think, A, it could change a lot because he's going to be perceived as the voice of the fans. You know what I mean? Um, Just like before, although this isn't raw. That's the the only problem. There's a a couple of things here, right? And this is... Boy, like right a, now, he literally was the... like Everything he said and was criticizing is everything that the fans... Like the uh, AJ would say, who, who? Right. I know not him, but like the common denominator of complainers, essentially that aren't petty, um, share a lot of his criticisms. The biggest difference between, um, or, or the biggest thing that's I guess missing in WWE programming is the breaking down of the fourth wall, right? Like it's yes. it's what we do. It's the reason why these types of podcasts have been able to succeed is because WWE won't get out in front of them. WWE won't get involved with fantasy booking. They won't get involved with um, breaking down potential storylines or anything that overtly discusses, hey, this isn't real, right? Despite the fact that everybody knows it's not real. They won't do that type of programming. And so... The trouble that I have in watching a WWE studio show, whether it's a pre-show before pay-per-view, whether it's the concept of backstage, is that none of it is going to be unscripted. None of it is going to be outside of character. CM Punk is still playing a character on the show, 
even I mean, if, I don't know. I think you should watch it before I, you say I'm that. I'm not doubting that he's not talking about things that you typically wouldn't see. But again, WWE, th- this show doesn't exist without the WWE. Right. They're not doing anything that WWE isn't on board with. Like, this show is an extension of WWE. It just happens to be produced by Fox. There's nothing that he's saying that they're not okay with him saying. If that's the case, they're just going to stop doing the show. They're going to stop doing it altogether. I am more inclined for WWE to be willing to host programming somewhere, probably not on Fox Sports 1. That's probably too broad of an audience. I think the network's a better place where they do more of this, where they simply say, we're going to host a show that's going to be on our network, despite the fact that somebody's going to shit on us all the time. Um, because we know people want that type of content. And yes. why wouldn't we try to I own think it? that's what this is. I think it's that meta thing where they're just like, all right, well, our fans like to shit on the product, so why don't we do it too? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's it somehow makes... I wonder if the perspective is it somehow makes them more comfortable with the 360 degree nature of that relationship if they're acknowledging that some of the stuff isn't hitting the mark you know I... and they're doing it through people that you like like if you look who they put on this show it's all kind of like booker t aside and you could even argue for booker t but like to a lesser extent but like it's renee young who everyone likes it's cm punk who everyone likes it's Paige, who everyone likes it's christian who everyone like there's not like they don't have like Josh Matt, like some Josh Matthews guy on here or something. I, or they, I, they don't have like I understand, some I understand perceived corporate shill, even though that's sort of what Renee is is. is but like that, it's not perceived that way. You know what I mean? Like they have the people. It's all about perception, right? Like we know what it is, right? WWE's producing the show with Fox. You know, whatever, however they say it, they are. Like you said, like there's obviously okay with getting the okay from WWE for whatever happens on this show and whoever appears and whatever as far as what they say I mean it's a live show and you're giving a guy a live mic that doesn't have any reason to uh, care what he's saying um, because he's been told supposedly I mean it's just how many layers of this do you want to peel back you know what I mean like how paranoid are we that every single word that comes out of everyone's mouth on a show with the little W's in the corner is predetermined. Well, I mean, again, how many words is it? I don't know that they're going word by word, but you know what I'm saying? I, like, like, right. I think, I think that they're approving. Ideas. I think that there's an approval of you playing this character. Like, okay, we're going to be fine with this person being this character. You're the critic. You're the, the character right. you, you're playing is the critic. You, you be that of, character. And at some point we're going to incorporate that into whatever the move is that gets CM Punk back on the programming, right? Like when, right. when we're and not really gonna... it's perfect because he always has been the voice of the voiceless, right? Right. So, what, so what, at whatever point it, CM Punk ends up wrestling in, we're not going to suddenly have him do this every week, and then he's going to show up on TV and be an, uh, a super baby face, right? Like we're not, we're not, or a white meat baby face, you know what I mean? Like we're not right. going to do it that way. We're going to do it, allow him to come off as more critical, allow him to come off as kind of a dick and then work that into the character whenever it comes back on television. Um, Which is already what he is. Like, he just is what he always has been. Sure, it sort of leans into that, of course. Right. Right, it absolutely leans into that. Um, I don't know that it's going to be enough to get me to watch, right? Because I I can see those opinions largely on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need a show to go somewhere and see those opinions, specifically me. I don't know that I'm the person that's going to end up going there and doing that. And again... I still don't think that we're ever going to see CM Punk suggest, hey, you know what would be a really good program 
for the WWE to work would be if they had this person work with this person. Because that's the one line that WWE still seems to be unwilling to, to, to walk. Like, he can be critical of what they're doing, but it can still come off as, like, I'm critical, I just don't think these matches are all that exciting. Not, I think the guy that booked these matches made a mistake. Like, there's still... This, we still want you to believe that everything is happening naturally, right? Like, that the reason... He criticized the women's evolution. Did you see that? I don't know what he said, specifically. The branding of it all. The brand... He was, okay, he but... was like, we don't, we don't need to say this. Just let them kick ass. Like, we don't and, need okay, to call that, it the women's evolution. We don't need fine. to say... My point being, to make a... they're not going to let him say, you know, Vince McMahon decided that we should have Rusev working with Bobby Lashley. Because WWE will not allow there to be the notion that it's anything other than this happened naturally because of... They talk about angles on this show. How so? They say, they say we don't, we're not into this Rusev-Bobby-Lashley angle and it should end now. There's literally something that was talked about last week. Right, but they can do that within the context of... It's, it's still they're still acknowledging it's a storyline that's and I understand that, but they're what they're not saying they're not saying the problem is Vince McMahon wrote Oh, this. the problem is who's doing right. it? No, they're, they're, they're not they're, they're just saying still, it sucks. They're still presenting a scenario where th- it's believable that this all came together because Rusev really does want Lana back and Bobby Lashley stole her away. Like they're not gonna come. I mean they're reading fan tweets that say end this angle now and saying, Do you agree with that? And then they're doing polls that say who's the best heel on the show right now and those are and they're they're talking about whether someone's better as a heel or a baby face those are good things i'm not saying they're bad things but those no no no, but i mean this idea that they're like not talking about the work side of it is not true like they are (laughs) they are talking about the work side you're, you're you're there's a really specific thing that you're missing they're not going to tell you this is fake they're not. They basically coming. are telling you it's fake. But they're not going to say it. They're never going to say that. They're not going to do that on WWE programming. The WWE has made it very clear we're not going to do that. We're not going to come out and say what you're watching is fake. We're not going to do that. And that's fine. I'm not telling them that they should. But like ultimately- except when Finn Balor comes out and says he laid down for Bray Wyatt. I almost forgot that that was the thing that he said. Within character, they're going to do it in a way that retreats the notion that that was a, a decision that a human being made. Or like in the Corey Graves podcast when Roman Reigns literally talks about like working out, or, or no, actually last week Adam Cole talked about uh, working out the match with Daniel Bryan backstage. That's interesting. Like that's a little bit different than something they, that we've they, heard they, they did. They peeled the entire curtain back on the NXT thing. They said. Like when the plane got there, and then he found out he was having a match with Daniel Bryan, and then okay, he met up with Daniel Bryan, and and they figured out what they they didn't he didn't say we went through the match, but he said I had to, found I was working Bryan, and you know I, Adam Cole was one hundred percent out of character. He was like by the by the way I, I meant to bring that up. Like I was watching that that, that would definitely be different. There's no like, doubt how do that you watch how you watch that guy and not want him to be the number one babyface in the company because he was an unbelievable personality on that show as like not the smarmy um as just the guy that is the behind the character what a dude like that guy you want i mean not to get too far in that but i'm just saying as a point like that was one thing on the show where adam cole is literally like the normal regular adam cole he wasn't like the character he plays on nxt at all and they were talking about like they asked him if this would have been booked this way if the people didn't make it back from Saudi Arabia. Um, 
and he said no, he didn't think so. I mean, like, it's a little bit that, beyond what that, they've been doing. Okay, I'll give you that. That sounds different. That sounds different. I don't know if that's the nature of it being, you know, a, a podcast. I don't know what to make of that. No, no, that was on backstage. So what did they? What did they say? So you have to watch it. Like, uh, yeah, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So like, maybe like you're looking for specific terms or terminology. But I will tell you, like, he sat there as. Adam Cole, the guy who plays, I don't know, is that his real name? I don't even know. No, I, I actually but, don't know either. I think it is. But it, the but it was nothing like what you see on NXT. He was like laughing and smiling. He was like a, just a regular guy, way, out of character. Apparently his name is Austin Jenkins. Okay, so it was Austin Jenkins. It was not Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Like he, they, he went by his Adam Cole name, but like... He, he was there. He's talking about how awesome it was to work with Daniel Bryan, how he always wanted to work with Daniel Bryan, and um, all the other stuff they went through, because that was the week that he fought Seth and, um, and the, all the NXT invasion stuff. I mean, they literally talked about, like, why it happened because of Saudi Arabia and that they had to get everybody up there and that, like, he was getting his... I mean, it was... I, like I said, nothing... And I know Aaron's the number one, like... Uh, paranoid person with all this stuff like nothing is going to be 100% like up front right well, like ever right but this is way closer than I've ever felt like anything they have done is it still of course has a mission and a whatever but like I mean they they talk about this stuff like the way we would sometimes you know like and, and again they might have certain you'd have to go back I'm not going to pinpoint terminology because I just don't think that way like I wasn't looking for specific words or whatever or the way they were wording it but they might be directed to use certain terms in discussing it that way I'd have to go back and look at it closer and CM Punk was way beyond what anybody else was doing which obviously is by design um, because I, I think they just know that hey we're okay with this if we don't have to direct anyone, all we need to do is get this guy, and he's going to do exactly what we want because that's who he is. I think it's more of along those lines. He's because he's too he respects the business too much. He's not going to say it to talk about it like that. Do you know what I mean? But he's going to talk about it in a in a ways that are like I mean, he's talk. You have to watch that interview because he's talking about like stuff they're doing sucks and is lame. And I mean, it's, it's way more breaking the fourth wall than you would think it is. Okay. I mean, That's why I said before saying all this, you might want to watch it because yes, a lot of what you're saying is definitely true. What, what I this, would say is there's always going to be an element where nobody's going to come out and com- say that Vince McMahon did this. Like they're just not right. Like he's not going to say, well, this Rusev thing was Vince's idea, right. and like that sucks, or something. Just not. You're not going to get to that level where, like, you're. This was completely concocted. Like, we're we're not going to go that far. There's always right. going to be a line where they're. And going if it to, does, he might not be on the show the week after that. Yeah, I mean, I well, I, he's because it's live. So, he, like, he's smarter. Know. He's smart enough. He knows. Like, you know. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows, he knows how far he can go. Correct. Without, he knows, he right. knows the way this works. Um, but, and he's got a lot more rope than anybody else too, of right? Course, like, of course, right? Because of who yeah. he is, absolutely. That's the way that right. it works. Um, look, it's it's intriguing. Like nobody's gonna want to watch scripted CM Punk, so they know that they have to let him fly like that, right? Like, right. And he knows within that that there's still a line at which you have to stop, at li- at which you have to say, I can't just walk in and say everything we're doing is bullshit. Uh, Vince McMahon is too old and doesn't understand this, unless you're trying to use that within his character, right? Like, unless 
you're doing that specifically because you're trying to build something between he and Vince McMahon, right? Like that, that it will continue to be a line that will exist. Now, that being said, what you're presenting is certainly beyond what they have done before. There's no doubt that they have taken a step further than anything they had done in their own in-house programming, and arguably that's a good thing. The the question of like who's the um, you know topics that you would love to see on these types of shows are like who are the indie guys that WWE should look to sign, right? Or who's the they start going into those worlds? It's a complete sea change. It's an utter sea change into content that has existed. That's based on WWE, but yet WWE has not taken in in-house themselves. We've talked about this before with like the breaking news thing. They've let a lot of other people break news related to the WWE instead of just saying, "This is our news. Why don't we break it ourselves?" Now, some of these things, it seems more legitimate if they have like some ESPN of them are very are very planned out, right? Like some of them, like when they say uh, the, the new Hall of Famer was announced first or whatever it is. By, w- by ESPN. I'm talking about like when there's an injury and Sean Sapp from NoDQ.com or Dave Meltzer is the first to report on it. That's still content released on your characters that you could be the one to break first. You're always going to have the yeah. information first. It's just that you've been afraid that's a little too fourth wall. Let's not do that. Well, why not? Why let someone else get clicks out of it retweets out of it when it's your own news as a journalist because i think it's a legitimacy thing like like i I know what you're saying about the dirt sheet guys but like a lot of this stuff no they plant they plant stuff for espn i'm I'm separating from that they plant stuff gotcha specifically with major uh industry you know people because they want to be but isn't the but, but isn't the Meltzer some of the Meltzer stuff is stuff that like they find out that isn't part of their um deliberate plan to get news out no but that's my, my point is in the stuff that happens momentarily right when when we find out that so-and-so has an injury that's going to keep them out for six months yeah dave Meltzer is that, is, should, is that because he has a stooge though it's not because wwe is like yeah he's out six months right no WWE's not telling him absolutely not but they certainly know they know what well, like they is. could break that, they could they break don't. that news they i get what don't. you're saying right exactly right they don't want people. Well, they to... have been, they have started doing that though. They've... Breaking news: Johnny Gargano is out. You know, um, they've done well... it in instances where it furthers storyline, right? Like... No, they've done it legitimately. Like Finn Balor when he was hurt, they did it on WWE.com. When um, uh, Seth Rollins when he had to relinquish the title and it wasn't a storyline, it was real. They did that on WWE.com. Tommaso Ciampa, they put on WWE.com. I, I believe they're doing that more than they were, and okay. I think. But I think it's when, it, you know, when it's like a sort of trivial talent, they might not do it. Like if Dolph Ziggler got hurt, they might not put that up there. But if, when it's a major star, they've been putting that on. You know, they've been breaking the news themselves or deliberately putting like the but Roman Reigns. I, would, Rain I thing. would go a step further. The, they should be the ones breaking that Eric Bischoff was fired. They, it's their news. They did, didn't they? No, that was on the. That was absolutely a sheets thing first. Like that was first something that came out on the sheets, and then they put something out about it, right? Like, but, the, but don't you think that was unintentional? I think that, that no, I think they did it reactionary. I don't think they really wanted that to be out there so much. Like, oh, right. I think right. that that was a once it is now we have to react to it. 
Um, but the point being that this is why the NFL Network exists, right? So right, right, even, right, right. Even right. when there's bad... Although Adam Schefter breaks their news before so, they do. A, a, a partner, right? Like a league partner. So it might always be that they turn back and say, well, Fox can be the one to do it. But Adam Schefter is one of their partners, right? Like they, they go through and say it's okay that well, he works ES- for ESPN. But right? ESPN's a network partner. Like the NFL has a deal that, with ESPN that's, that makes them very wealthy. Like they get $800 True. million dollars a year from ESPN. Yeah. If it was some guy who worked for, you know, Bleacher Report, who has no connection with the NFL, no partnership with the NFL, they wouldn't right. be happy with that at all. Like, right. To their, True. They, they say to their teams, like, don't, don't have, the, if you want news to get out, go through one of our partners go through one of these people that are working with us like that's who we want to have do it and so if the, the w, if WWE said the same thing about Fox right and said um, we're going to put make a character you know somebody on the FS1 show is now going to be the person that we have breaking all the news um, obviously these are all WWE personalities that exist on the show but let's just say that they you know they made it uh, Jay Glazer for example um, on Fox then they wouldn't have any problem with that, right? They would say it's the same thing. It's maybe not in-house that we're doing it, but it's still a partner of ours that's doing it, so it benefits us as a whole. Um, I think that's the type of stuff they could do that could be interesting and compelling. And, and like, as a journalist, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, I want there still to be room for journalism. but And then you're going to have the errands of the world that... It, so, ultimately, when they do, what's real, right? Like, when they do break news... The first time they do, they like say someone's hurt and then they run out in the Royal Rumble, then that completely obliterates, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if like, right. if like, if they start trying to use that as a way medium to, to, right, to, get over to on. control a narrative, yep. right? Then you've got like, instead of breaking news, you've got like, like, it would be like if the NFL was like, you know, it, the NFL is sort of like a more complex situation where WWE is sort of like all in-house, right? Like, um, because the NFL has teams and they have owners that have other agendas that aren't the league's agenda. Like, the WWE is like all one big thing, right? And I guess you have the wrestlers, yep. but they're more controlled by the WWE than the... You know, like the Jerry Jones thing. Like, he seemed a little less controlled by the league, right? Oh, when he was saying all that that's, stuff. That's fair. That's fair. So, so, so like... I feel like you could get into a situation where we're going to I'll mark it right now in like however many months you and I and Aaron and AJ. Well, you and I and Aaron sure, <laughs> and sure. AJ, maybe. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll be um, discussing um, uh, some issue that like WWE is going to say something. A new, and then Meltzer's going to say something that's that different than that. turned out to be that. a swerve or something like that. And, Right, and we're all going to be like, "Who's telling the I truth?" Hear you. I hear you. And and it, I think a lot of it's going to get questioned just because of the you know wrestling. I say this to everybody that I talk to, especially people who aren't like in the wrestling bubble. It's such a weird thing, right? Because it's it's sort of like an alternate reality. It's 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 like a different entertainment medium in that sense, where like you would never talk about movies this way. Like you wouldn't be like. You know, oh, uh, Robert De Niro, you know, said he's said this, but is he in character? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. No, it's a different world. You're absolutely right. It's a different world because of it. There's so no it's question. It's very bizarre in a way that, like, you can never really 100% know what is actual and what is work, yep. right? Yep. So That's part of the issue. No doubt about it. All right. Um, I guess let's just wind down for the week. Uh, as I don't, I don't know how long this show is because I don't know if we had a guest or not. So, Brandon, uh, let's go ahead. Go, you get your plugs in. 
All right. Well, first of all, I just I do want to say I just saw that there is a new day podcast that is launching December 2nd. And so that's going to be fantastic. An official WWE New Day podcast. It it's called no. the New Day Feel the Power podcast. So I'll guess that will be less about wrestling. I'll guess that will be more like the New Day kind of hosting a show where they try to pull on like celebrity guests and have fun and make it more of like an entertainment. So it podcast. says inject the power of positivity straight into your ear holes with the New Day Feel the Power hosted by WWE superstars Kofi Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier Woods. Every week, your boys will be telling stories from in and outside the ring and engaging in passionate debates on some of their favorite topics, including sports, video games, music, and more. Yeah. Nothing is off topic. Nothing is off limits from bootios to pancakes, everything in between. New episodes weekly, so don't you dare be sour. Hit that sweet subscribe button and feel the power. Yep, that sounds right. I like that. I'm sure it'll be great. And so I'm going to suspect many more of these things to come. After uh, the, the Graves thing seems to get be getting over pretty well. They're going to take... So like... Ha- it would just be very interesting to see, like the pods, the podcast landscape. Like, man, there's only so much. T- like, so we we talk about this all the time with this wrestling shows. But like, whatever. I have a relatively aggressive commute, like 45 minutes to an hour. That's still not very much time to listen to 100 podcasts that are. I agree. That's too much. It's too much. No but, doubt. Anyway. So uh, anyway. Um, Rams Head Live, we just announced uh, We Came as Romans is doing the 10-year anniversary of To Plant a Seed. Um, that show is March 17th, and tickets go on sale Friday. We we'll also have the return of The Wonder Years, who is a great band, and their last record is really awesome. Um, Sunday, February 23rd, and tickets for that go on sale Friday. Um and we also have announced um, several things in the past few weeks for every music, from pop to country to indie rock. Um, Camp is coming in March. Sharon Van Etten, which is um, my vote for one of the records of the year, um, although I can't remember if it came out this year. But her last record is amazing. Check it out, April 17th, and tons of other stuff, ramsablive.com. At Ramshead Live on Instagram and Twitter. And you're at Brandon Linton. I'm I at, am. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for me and my show, uh, for uh, myself, for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent. 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 You know, it, it, we could have had Tyson Fury on the show, but... Yeah, yeah, by the way, uh, <clears throat> I got to talk to you about that off the air, too. All right, uh, uh, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. <laughs>